Welcome to Candid Catholic Convos, a program brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Harrisburg. Our mission is to humanize the church and help you to grow in your faith, love, and understanding. I'm your host, Rachel Trochet, a cradle Catholic who's only human and struggled with faith on more than one occasion. Each week, you'll hear engaging, down-to-earth interviews and actionable strategies you can implement into your life with ease to help you grow closer to God. If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. I'm not sure if you remember, but eight months ago, Bishop Gaynor joined me here to talk about his 75th birthday and his upcoming eventual retirement. According to canon law, when a bishop reaches the age of 75, he is required to submit his resignation to the Pope. And eight months ago, it was time for Bishop Gaynor to submit his resignation. After that, he waits for a call announcing his replacement. In the Army, we call this hurry up and wait. It's an interesting time because you know a change is coming. You just don't know when. Sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it can take years. And according to Bishop Gaynor, the reason is because a lot of the selection process happens behind closed doors. Since 1966, then, it's been a law of the church. What happened in our uh, 1980 Code of Canon Law uh, is that it was enshrined there in the canonical laws of the church. And so Canon 401 represents those two documents, the, the council document, Christus Dominus, and the implementation of Christmas, Christus Dominus by Pope Paul VI, uh, Ecclesiae Sancte. So that Canon now 401 requires every bishop, when your, your 75th birthday is approaching, to um, submit the, uh, your resignation, your offer of resignation. And then one waits until the Holy Father has made a choice. And then uh, there'll be a phone call, more than likely, from the Pope's representative here in the United States. He's called the Papal Nuncio. He represents the, uh, the Vatican City-State uh, as a diplomat to the U.S. government. And then he represents the Holy Father to the church here in the United States as a dual role. Uh, it's called a nuncio. And it, most communications with bishops are done through his office. So I would expect at some point uh, to get a phone call uh, from uh, the nuncio that uh, uh, announcing to me who the next bishop is and then how we're going to roll that out to the public. And it is determinate, uh, indeterminate. Some bishops have the resignation has been accepted within a few months. Uh, other times it's a year. And some have even gone beyond two years uh, after they uh, wrote their letter offering their resignation. So there's no way of telling how long the process will take. As I said, it, it'll, it'll, uh, so the, the process will begin uh, when the Pope decides to begin it. And, uh, and it can be a lengthy process. It is done under what's called the pontifical secret, and, and that is a, one of the higher levels of secrecy in the church, uh, and, and not to be talked about. Once, once we begin to receive inquiries uh, and questionnaires, then the, the seal of secrecy applies. But the typical way in which this happens is that at some point in the near future, I'll probably get a questionnaire 
and I'll, I'll be asked about what I consider to be the strengths of the diocese, what, what, what's happening that's really good here and strong points. And on the other hand, what are areas that need attention and development? And we're looking at everything, the whole administrative, but the, 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 the sacramental life, the faith life, uh, the financial issues, uh, all, all of those, uh, every aspect of the uh, diocesan uh, life. And, uh, and I'll respond that others will get the same thing. And these will be compiled. I'll probably also be asked for nominating a, a number, uh, maybe three possible candidates to be the next bishop. Other people will be asked to do the same thing. There is already a list. Every three years, the bishops of our province, and that's all of the, the Latin Rite bishops of Pennsylvania, meet, and we submit a list of 10 to 12 names of priests from our various dioceses with uh, biographical materials that we would consider and vote on as uh, possible candidates to be considered for the episcopacy. Those are all uh, collated at the uh, nunciature. They send out questionnaires about those men. So in the end, there may be 40, 50, 60 questionnaires, but both clergy, religious, and laity would receive those, people that know them, and and, uh, give their assessment of that individual priest as a candidate, as, as a possible future bishop. So all of that material is assembled, and it's sent to an office at the Vatican, the, the office that helps the Pope to select bishops, because only the Pope can name a bishop. He's, he's the head of the College of Bishops, and uh, when one is named a bishop, you're not just the bishop over a local diocese, but you're also inserted into the College of Bishops of the Universal Church over which the Pope presides. So you have a local responsibility, and you also share in the uh, jurisdiction, the magisterium of the universal church with the Holy Father, under with and under the Holy Father. So um, Pope Francis, uh, I, I, I always tell the confirmation uh, uh, candidates when I meet with them, and, and this question comes up, um, if, if a bishop is needed in Argentina or maybe somewhere else in a, a local, uh, in a, a, a diocese surrounding one of the countries around Argentina, Pope Francis, because of his experience as the Archbishop of Buenos Aires, would probably be able to name a, a priest there that he would like to be the bishop. Uh, of of a of a particular diocese in that country or a surrounding country, so he wouldn't really need a lot of help, most likely. Uh, but he's got to name bishops in Australia and France and uh, uh, the United States and Canada, uh, all around the world, and he doesn't have familiarity. So the, this the purpose of this office called the Congregation for Bishops, but recently the name of all those offices were changed to Dicastery for Bishops. And the head of that uh, dicastery assists the Pope. And in the end, uh, when a bishop is chosen, the Pope is given uh, the dossiers of three candidates. And it's called in Canada, free election. The, the Pope then freely chooses uh, one of those three to be the next bishop of wherever. And in this case, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be given three names with their backgrounds and information, and he'll choose one of them to be the next bishop of Harrisburg. So that's the way it happened. But that, that's all based on a lot of information that's been gleaned uh, through these questionnaires from the faithful uh, in the diocese and outside the diocese even. Uh, uh, so that if, if the individual is chosen, uh, the, the, they already have a good bit of information. And then what happens is that that person, um, even before I find out, uh, he'll be given a call. 
uh, by the nuncio and say that our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has chosen you to be a bishop uh, and uh, you will accept. <laughs> That's pretty much the way it goes. And, uh, and then uh, you'll contact the Bishop Gaynor and uh, you'll work out the time for the public announcement of that and the details. And in my case, uh, I received a second phone call after I was the bishop 11 years in the Diocese of Lexington. I received a call that I was being transferred from the Diocese of Lexington to the Diocese of Harrisburg. So we don't know yet um, uh, whether the, the next bishop of Harrisburg uh, will be a, a priest who will have to be ordained a bishop then, or whether he'll be uh, already a bishop and be transferred here. If the man who is chosen as the next bishop is already a bishop, as I was coming here, then you have two months from the time of the announcement until the uh, installation. So he he's, not, he's already ordained, so the ceremony will be an installation of the bishop. And the essence of that is that uh, he's led uh, in, in the, a, a mass of installation, uh, and he's led to sit on the cathedra. You know, that's the, the chair of the bishop. It represents his office of teaching and his jurisdiction in the diocese. And so uh, he's led by uh, the, 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 the bishop to uh, another bishop, to that chair, and he sits down. And that's taking possession then of the cathedral and of the diocese. On April 25th, 2023, it was announced that Pope Francis had appointed Bishop Timothy Sr., Auxiliary Bishop of Philadelphia, as the 12th Bishop of Harrisburg. He is currently Regional Bishop of Montgomery County and Philadelphia South, as well as Chancellor of St. Charles Borromeo Seminary. Prior to assuming these responsibilities, Bishop-designate Sr. served as the rector of St. Charles Borromeo Seminary from 2012 to 2022, after having been the moderator of the Curia for the Archdiocese of Philadelphia from 2009 to 2012. He served as vicar for clergy from 2004 to 2009, and from 1992 to 2004, Bishop-designate Sr. served in the Archdiocesan Secretariat for Catholic Human Services, both as deputy secretary and then secretary. He brings with him to the Diocese of Harrisburg a wealth of knowledge and a heart of service. I'm excited to share with you the remarks from both Bishop Gaynor and Bishop-designate Sr. from our press conference announcing the transition. Thanks, Rachel, and good morning, everyone. And thank you to our diocesan center staff for gathering here this morning. Thank you also to the members of the media who are here with us. You help us to spread the message of the diocese and our church, and I'm very grateful for your presence here this morning. There's a classic country song with the lyrics, it seems like only yesterday, gee, ain't it funny how time passes away. I think I might make those words my new Episcopal motto. Uh, I'm considering it anyway. But at least to me, it does seem like only yesterday that I was sitting in this very room for the announcement that Pope Francis had appointed me the 11th Bishop of Harrisburg. As you may know, the selection of a new bishop for a diocese is highly confidential until the official announcement is made. The retirement of a bishop has not happened in the Harrisburg Diocese since 1971, when Bishop George Leach retired 52 years ago. 
the five bishops between Bishop Leach and me managed to exit the diocese without retiring. Today is certainly a joyous day, as Rachel said, for our clergy, the religious, and the laity of our diocese, and for the members, especially of our diocesan staff, and for me personally. Today's announcement is one that we've been expecting now for several months. As you may recall, in August of 2022, I reached my 75th birthday, and following church law, I submitted my letter requesting retirement to the Holy Father. And you know, a great many people have been praying since then for the man who would be selected as our next bishop. And with today's announcement, I know those fervent prayers have been answered. When it is known that a bishop is retiring, there's a good amount of speculation that takes place regarding his successor. On Saturday, April, Sunday, April the 16th, the Sunday of Divine Mercy, I received a phone call from the Apostolic Nuncio, Archbishop Christophe Pierre, that put an end to all the guesswork. I was very pleased when the Nuncio told me that the Most Reverend Timothy C. Sr., one of the auxiliary bishops of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, would be our next bishop here in Harrisburg. The Feast of Divine Mercy will forever have a new significance for me. I've known Bishop Sr. for more than 25 years and have full confidence that he will be a caring, faithful shepherd who will speak the truth with love and conviction, leading the Diocese of Harrisburg as a true successor of the Apostles. His experience as the Vicar General, the Vicar for Clergy, and the Secretary for Catholic Human Services in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia gives him a wealth of skills that will be invaluable here in the Diocese of Harrisburg. Bishop Sr. also comes to us with numerous skills in business administration, and he has a comprehensive knowledge and experience in the formation of those who are preparing for the priesthood. In the many meetings that we have had together over the years, I have witnessed his tremendous skills of administration, as well as his fatherly heart and compassion for the seminarians and the faculty under his care. Just a little side note, Bishop Sr. is also a classically trained pianist. I'm confident that the music and singing at our diocesan Christmas party will be kicked up a few notches <laughs> this coming Christmas. I'm very grateful to our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for sending to the Diocese of Harrisburg a man devoted to living the demands of the gospel. As we enter this new chapter in the history of our diocese, I do so with confidence that the offices of teaching, sanctifying, and shepherding in our local church are in the very best hands. Now, it is my great privilege and my honor to welcome the Most Reverend Timothy C. Sr., now designated as the 12th Bishop of the Diocese of Harrisburg.
Well, thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. My heart is filled with gratitude this morning. Grateful to God, first and foremost, of course, to Pope Francis for appointing me to this wonderful diocese in Harrisburg, to Archbishop Christophe Pierre, and most especially also to Bishop Ronald Gaynor, to Archbishop Nelson Perez, the Archbishop of Philadelphia, and to his predecessors in, in my home diocese, Archdiocese of Philadelphia, and to so many others. I've been blessed beyond measure with opportunities in ministry throughout my life to serve as a priest and as a bishop. And now this latest wonderful blessing to have been named the 12th Bishop of Harrisburg. Praised be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Bishop Gaynor has been a, a truly good and gentle shepherd to the church in Harrisburg caring for those entrusted to his pastoral care in an exemplary way. He's been a strong and effective leader through challenging times. I will work every day to ensure continuity in leadership, in the administration of the diocese, in the care of souls, and with particular concern for survivors of sexual abuse by clergy. As Bishop of Harrisburg, all of the policies and procedures that are in place to protect children, to respond to allegations of sexual abuse, and to care for survivors in the diocese will remain in place and will continue to be reviewed and evaluated for potential improvement. But thank you, Bishop Gaynor, for your faithful and dedicated ministry as Bishop of Harrisburg. I've had the opportunity already to meet and speak with some of the very talented and deeply committed administrative staff here in the diocese. Uh, Bishop Gaynor has assembled a very impressive team, and I, I look forward to working with them and, and with the others whom I've yet to meet. And I'm so very grateful to the members of the diocesan staff who have already been assisting me in recent days. I want to say a word uh, to the church in Philadelphia the church that with my dear parents and family uh, nurtured my faith, encouraged my vocation. It's been the context of abundant blessings. I could never count them in 38 years as a priest and 14 years uh, which I've served as an auxiliary bishop. I want to say a special shout out to my family and friends and colleagues in Philadelphia and in other parts of the country who are joining us via live stream especially to my sister Myra, uh, my, my niece, Myra Catherine. So I'm sorry, <laughs> I always do this. <laughs> uh, to my sister-in-law, Anne-Marie, and, and her children and grandchildren, and my other family members, especially, I have to say, my niece and godchild, Jacqueline. Today's her birthday, so happy birthday, Jacqueline. Uh, and to special prayers to my great-niece, Alice, and my great nephew, Luke, who are going to be receiving their first Holy Communion on Saturday. Uh, Uncle Tim is still going to be able to join you for the celebrations this weekend. So I love you all very much. In the Archdiocese, I do have to say too, a, a, a thank you to my brother bishops, to priests and deacons, and seminarians and the religious, and so many laymen and women and dear friends in Philadelphia. Just know that together with my family, I will always hold you in my heart with love and gratitude. Until last July, as Bishop Gaynor mentioned, I was the rector of St. Charles Borromeo Seminary where I had received my own formation for the priesthood, both as a seminarian a few years ago 
And as rector, I was fortunate to get to know some of the priests in the Diocese of Harrisburg who are priests today, and especially more recently, those who have been ordained within the last 10 years whom I was fortunate to accompany as their rector to the priesthood as seminarians. The seminary has been a huge part of my life, and I am so grateful for that. Since leaving my position as rector, I've been the chancellor of the seminary, in addition to my duties as regional bishop in the archdiocese. St. Charles is at a critical moment in its almost 200-year history. In summer of 2024, the community is going to be leaving the campus in Wynwood and moving to a new campus, which is under construction in Lower Gwynedd in Montgomery County. And this process is well underway and will continue now with very strong and deeply committed leadership that is in place at the seminary, particularly in Father Keith Chalinski, who is rector and in his team. So my appointment as Bishop of Harrisburg is not the first time that a former rector of St. Charles has assumed this position. It was in 1868 that Bishop Jeremiah Shanahan was serving as the rector of the preparatory seminary at St. Charles, then in Glen Riddle, Delaware County, when he was appointed as the founding bishop of this great diocese. I'm sure he is praying for all of us today as well. So looking forward, I assume this responsibility primarily with my focus being to be a good pastor. I desire that more than anything else, to be a leader who is servant first and to announce the gospel of Jesus Christ, the transforming love and mercy that flows to us through his death and resurrection. So I ask you, please pray for me that I may be the bishop that the church in Harrisburg needs me to be. As Bishop Gaynor mentioned, we, we both learned that Pope Francis had appointed me as Bishop of Harrisburg on the second Sunday of Easter, Divine Mercy Sunday. At the time, I was just returning from uh, celebrating Mass at St. Barbara Parish in West Philadelphia, and I received a call from the Apostolic Nuncio, Archbishop Christophe Pierre. At the time, I was not expecting to receive such a call, so to say the least, I was somewhat off guard. But after speaking with him, realizing the news, obviously accepting the appointment, with some trepidation, I carried my bag and my crozier back into the rectory where I lived, and I headed to church to make a visit to the Blessed Sacrament. It's one of those moments where you go before the Lord. It's difficult sometimes to find the words. Getting to just sit and rest for a moment before the amazing truth of the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. And then... Jesus, is this really what you want me to do? And a tremendous sense of peace descended upon me. So grateful for that. Because the truth, the truth and the peace came upon me as I called to mind the words of the chaplet of divine mercy. So near and dear to my heart came quickly. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you, Jesus, I trust in you. This is the Jesus whom we proclaim, Jesus in whom we trust. 
and who gives meaning and purpose to our lives. To my brother priests now in the Diocese of Harrisburg, while I am fortunate to know some of you, I very much look forward to getting to know all of you. You will, of course, be the principal collaborators in the mission of the local church. And I know that I will learn much from you, I need to, and I will work hard with you and for you in the mission that is entrusted to us. I've had the opportunity, as I mentioned, to get to know some of our Harrisburg seminarians, those who have been at St. Charles, but I look forward to meeting all of you as well and to working together in this local church to encourage vocations in all forms among our young people, especially vocations to the priesthood. The diocese is blessed with permanent deacons and men and women religious, and I look forward to serving with you as well, together with the wonderful lay faithful of the diocese, and to reach out to men and women of all faiths or of no faith, to work with our elected officials and civic leaders in this great region of our commonwealth, seeking to promote the common good, to be an instrument to build community, and to foster the development of what Pope Francis calls a culture of encounter. I have a lot to learn about the 15 counties that comprise the Diocese of Harrisburg. I look forward to learning the history, to hearing the stories, to experiencing the variety of traditions and cultures that shape our local church. Thank you all for coming this morning. Especially also thank you to those who are joining us on live stream. Thanks especially to the representatives of the media. I look forward to getting to know you as well in the months and years to come. It is a great blessing for me to receive this appointment from Pope Francis as the 12th Bishop of Harrisburg. I just can't wait to get started. Let's pray for each other and God bless you all. Congratulations and welcome Bishop Senior. If you'd like to learn more about Bishop Designate Senior, his full biography is available on the homepage of our website at hbgdiocese.org. And stay tuned for more information on Bishop Senior's installation. Thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org DAC and clicking the make a donation button. Thanks again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday.